Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, a clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bill Maurice, the chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic and the president of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. This is our weekly discussion with Dr. Maurice in which we learn about updates in laboratory testing during the COVID-19 pandemic. So Bill, welcome back for our weekly talk. Hi, Bobby. It's good to be back. Yeah, I figured this is Bill and Bobby's banter or Bobby yeah, and Bill. Wow. Uh, what do you think? Bobby and Bill, you're the, you're the headliner. So yeah, Bobby and Bill's answer <laughs> is great. Well, thank you. So we've talked a lot about COVID, of course, and masks. And I've had some follow-up questions about some myths that people have been propagating about mask wearing. So I thought this would be a good session to just debunk some of those common myths. Um, so yeah. if you're up for it, I've compiled a list of myths that people have said about mask wearing. Yeah, we know now that the real struggles with containing the spread of COVID probably are in, in small gatherings and community spread, mm -hmm. where masks can be really helpful, probably are most helpful. And the others, of course, I'm wearing a Santa tie. Well, you know, I've already seen some masks coming out with uh, holiday themes. I saw one with a Rudolph reindeer, big mm. red nose. Uh, so nice. I'm sure that we're going to see lots of Christmas and other holiday themes coming up soon with our masks. So let's talk about masks then. Um, you know, they're going to be around for a while, even though we're starting to see the vaccine roll out. So I think even though we've talked a lot about it, it's good to just go through some of these myths that people still have. And yeah. I think one of the first ones is people saying, I feel fine. I don't need a mask. You know, why do I have to wear a mask? I, I feel completely fine. What's yeah, wrong with that? We're all getting sick of wearing masks. They're not very easy at times when you're trying to communicate. You have to remember to put them on, your glasses mm -hmm. fog up. And so I think it makes some of these myths more appealing. First one is, is that one, I feel fine, I don't need a mask. Well, again, the two things I would say, the reason why you need to wear one when you feel fine is that when we're really trying to do, and when the masks are most effective, is preventing one person who has a virus from spreading it to someone else. And there's lots of good science behind that. It's not, this isn't just conjecture. But the other thing we know is that people are most prone to spread the infection right before they get symptoms, when they don't know they have it. And so that's why you need to wear a mask is because you might be have COVID and not even know it. So you're protecting other people. The flip side is it does provide some protection for you. If it's an N95 mask, one of the high filtration masks, it is very protective. But even a cloth mask does help someone. So those are the reasons why, if you feel fine, you should really be wearing a mask. The third part, honestly, is in the spirit of thank of the season, people are very anxious that have underlying health conditions. People that go out that are really concerned about getting sick from COVID because they know they have underlying health conditions, it, it can be quite anxiety provoking for them to see people not wearing masks. And so yeah. it, just, it just improves our overall societal sense of security, which allows us all to kind of go about our daily lives as much as possible. 
Yeah, I agree with all those points. I mean, we're in this together and we should be doing this for ourselves and for others. And so, like you said, it's really multi-part. First of all, understanding that you're wearing the mask for yourself, but also importantly, to protect others around you. And also, even if you feel fine, you could be infected. And as you mentioned, we are sometimes highly infectious a day before we even start having symptoms. So important points, wear a mask, you may be sick and not know it, and you're protecting those around you and yourself. That's right. So what about then if you are physically distancing? Say you're in a room, but you're six feet apart. Another myth that I've heard is that I don't need to wear a mask as long as I stay six feet apart from everyone. The six feet apart social distancing and masks is a little bit of belts and suspenders, you know, being doubly safe. The six feet comes from droplets, knowing that the droplets that we create when we're talking or sneezing or singing or any of those things can spread the virus. And those do travel about six feet. But there are smaller particles, if you will, but, you know, aerosols that can travel mm-hmm. further. And that's not the, probably the primary means of the spread of COVID, but COVID can spread through that, that means, especially indoors with high ventilation. When in this part of the world, that's, we're going to be indoors and with heat on. So social distancing is not enough because it does help it doesn't completely prevent the spread. And we know that having a mask on uh, on top of social distancing is what makes it really safe. Yeah, great points. Now, a question that someone raised to me, what if I'm out walking in the middle of a field, hiking by myself, do I need to wear a mask? I think you need to just use good judgment. Yeah. You know, if you really <laughs> are out on your own, and I talk about that because, you know, we, mm-hmm. I'm an avid cyclist and runner, and there's times that I don't wear a mask because I literally see no one out because we, we're lucky to live in a relatively low population density. But again, if you're in an area where you think you're going to have a high likelihood of running into someone, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's good to, to have the mask available, to put it on, to wear it if you're in a city or in, in an urban area. I've heard stories of people being injured because they get really anxious when they see someone approaching them without a mask and they try and, mm-hmm. you know, especially the elderly, you know, and they try, feel like they have to try and move. And so, yeah, I mean, I think you have to use good judgment. Uh, and an error on the side of wearing one. But if you're really out there totally on your own, you probably don't need a mask. Good. That's how I answered the question as well. I have noticed if I'm on a sidewalk and I'm not wearing a mask, uh, which I did early on, people would really go out of their way and, and cross this, the road even, which could be dangerous if there's a lot of incoming traffic. So now if I'm in a city and I'm going to run into people, I just always wear a mask. And actually yeah. that's what happened. <laughs> the story is very personal with my mom in Chicago. Oh. Same thing, people were walking, it was, the sidewalks are narrow there. She got mm-hmm. really anxious and she tried to get around them and she tripped and broke her nose. <gasps> oh, no. So oh, these are the yeah. sorts of things that can happen. So, yeah. I mean, it, we have to think about all that stuff. Yeah. Well, what about the statement that there's no scientific evidence that masks work? An absolute fallacy. <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of scientific information that masks work. Uh, and it's both in kind of traditional studies, if you will, as well as with uh, empiric or observational science. Done studies even here at Mayo. And again, Mm -hmm. part of why we did those are for our own staff, a big part why. But on the one side, look, for healthcare workers that are working long shifts, wearing masks continuously is very fatiguing, particularly if they're in a high-risk area where they have to wear high filtration or the hoods, uh, piper hoods. So they need to know it. Plus our staff want to know they're safe. So we did a study here using as close as we could to replicate people with the virus breathing using special machines and mannequins 
we were able to show that wearing a mask essentially dropped the spread of droplets and aerosols to zero by the mannequin that had the virus, you know, theoretically had the virus anyways. Mm -hmm. And also showed that it did protect the recipient to a lesser degree. So there's good science there. There's others. There was a Duke study showing a very similar thing and looking at different fabrics and how effective they were. So there's a lot of good science showing that masks, even cloth masks, prevent the spread of the droplets and the mists that carry the virus. And then we've seen that in our own practice again, uh, once we went to universal masking for both patients and providers, our, our transmission rate and our infection rate, even during the surge in cases locally, has dropped essentially to zero. Most of our right. documented cases are when people don't have masks on, either carpooling or at a break table where they're sitting close to each other. So yeah, we've seen it in both. And that's, I think the carpooling was an interesting example because that's again, why these myths get to be dangerous. Cause you get in the car with your friends and you don't want to wear a mask, but unfortunately if one of you has COVID and doesn't know it, now you all got a big problem. Yeah, that's one of the most dangerous situations because you're in an enclosed space and there's not a lot of air circulation too. Exactly. Yeah. And there was the other study too that people cited, which I think is a really compelling one with the hairdresser. Yeah. You know, it was early, much earlier this year where there were two hairdressers one had COVID, but wore a mask the whole time, except for on, on their break. During that break, they spread it to another hairdresser who also masked always while taking care of their clients. And no, none of their clients did contract tracing, and there were over 100 exposures and none had contracted COVID. So I think that's, that's pretty compelling. It is really compelling. You think of how close a hairdresser gets to you, and they didn't pass it on to any of their clients. I think that, you know, there's lots of good data out there now, and we'll include a link to the Mayo Clinic study in this podcast as well. So what about then the negatives or the perceived negatives of wearing a mask? We know it's not necessarily comfortable, especially if it's a, one of those more protective, higher filtration N95 masks. But one myth that I've heard brought up quite a bit is that wearing a mask can cause you to inhale too much carbon dioxide and make you sick, or it could even cause pneumonia, or it will hurt your immune system. What do you think about all of these? Well, there really are no documented negative effects like that of wearing a mask. Another one I heard is dental problems. You know, that oh, people get yeah. dental problems from wearing a mask. And honestly, there's a lot of professions, especially in healthcare, where people wear masks the majority of the day. As a healthcare provider, we're interested in the safety of our own employees as well as the patients that we treat. And then there's, we are overseen by OSHA and a lot of different regulatory agencies that look at hospitals and make sure that we're staying safe, JCO, others. There's never been any concern for healthcare workers about negative health effects of wearing a mask. In fact, we're always just judged on are people wearing masks appropriately to protect them from potential respiratory pathogens. And, and so I don't think there's any evidence to suggest any of those things are actually true. One thing that you know I would add is that one thing that's come up and maybe you're going to get to it, is one of the myths is, well, what if I have breathing problems? You know, mm -hmm. should sure. I know? Again, that, that's something you'd have to talk about with your physician. But by and large, even if you have a pretty severe pulmonary disease like COPD, you can still tolerate a mask. You really need to talk to your provider, but most, most people can wear masks safely, particularly cloth masks. Mm -hmm. Well, and you could argue that people with respiratory problems are actually at greatest risk um, or at increased risk of having severe disease. And so those people should definitely be wearing masks. And just so everyone knows, my dad has COPD and, uh. and, and lives in Chicago. We've talked about this a lot because they, you know, they're in a very urban area of Chicago. And so he wears a mask when he goes out. 
There was one study I tweeted that looked at mask wearing amongst athletes. It was in from Asia, but they did look at athletes. And they, one of the things they did that was interesting was they had them do exercise on a treadmill wearing different masks or wearing a mask to, to see the perceived exertion. And there was an increase in perceived exertion with the mask. It was pretty subtle. So it, it is harder to be, really be active, active with the mask on. You want to be thoughtful and, and careful. And just like you want people to be careful this time of year in Minnesota when they go out to shovel snow, you know, you're putting, you are putting out cardiovascular stress. So you just want to take that into account uh, when you're out wearing a mask. Yeah, all excellent points. Those were the myths I had, Bill. What myths have you been hearing? Any others to add? I think the one was on dental problems yep. and health problems. Again, no, no documented evidence of that. In fact, there is now, as we look at the actual long-term complications of COVID, there are some reports of people losing adult teeth. It's still anecdotal, so we don't have an association, but there's a, there's a thought that maybe the vascular injury that comes with COVID could in some people damage your teeth. So you might be more at risk of losing, hurting your teeth and getting COVID than <laughs> yeah. wearing a mask. That's number one. The other is somehow I'm gonna be more prone to getting other illnesses because I'm wearing a mask and not getting exposed. Again, I, there's no, I don't think there's any truth to that, What's particularly as an adult. I mean, mm -hmm. if there's any time of life where being exposed to different environmental pathogens helps you develop immunity, it's very early in life. So it's certainly not for adults and certainly even for kids, they're not gonna be wearing them enough to really meaningfully impact that. And the other is, well, the virus is so small, how in the world could a cloth mask filter out the virus? And again, it's filtering out the droplets which carry the virus. The virus in it by itself can't spread, can't fly. It can be on a surface, but it needs to be in your expired moisture, whether it's droplets or mist, to get someplace. And that's why the masks help. Yeah, so lots of good reasons to wear masks. And I share those with everyone who asks me these as well. There's a lot of good data out there now too, which is really helpful. We've learned so much during this pandemic. And I think initially we weren't really sure on the use of masks, but now I think we can feel pretty comfortable in the important role that they play. Yeah, and there's lots of fun things you can do with masks too. In fact, for instance, <laughs> you know, if you're a sports fan, you can wear your wild mask. Ah, or, nice. Or you could be color coordinated with your outfit. So it could be part of your sartorial splendor and bring joy to in the season. So there's lots of upsides to the mask, other than the fact that you might disconnect your microphone when you're trying to get one. That might be the biggest risk. So, yeah, I have to say that I'm guilty that I probably have about 30 or 40 masks now to match my outfits. Yep. I <laughs> and think, I also have some with ticks on them and parasites and uh, others that I've designed myself. So you can have fun <laughs> with them too. <laughs> yeah, see, that's, and then you can gauge people's response to par parasites. Now they do your <laughs> And if they really keep their distance, right? If you make them scary enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say, and I've honestly, the biggest, to me, the, one of the hardest things is fogging up the glasses. And, and yeah. also I tend to use this headset on, on calls. And then if I have to go in and put a mask on, it's pretty hard to put a mask on over a headset. So those are two, those are the downsides that I've found. Those seem very manageable. I agree. Well, I think that this was really helpful, Bill, and uh, we can point people to this if they have questions about myths uh, with wearing masks and, uh, and also that Mayo study will have some good information for them. Yeah, I hope so. And most importantly, it's like stay safe. We're going to need to be wearing masks probably through the remainder of, the, of 2021 mm -hmm. because of the vaccines are going to take a while to roll out. It's sort of at the, hopefully at the beginning of the end rather than the end at the beginning with this. So it's just, now it's just a matter of, of stick to it in this. And so 
hang in there, people, and uh, and and wear a mask because it helps keep you safe. Yep, help keep yourself safe and everyone around you. Well, thanks, fellas. Great talking to you as always. Yep, you too, Bobby. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday. <music>